You are listening to a Live City Church podcast, and we hope you'll experience Jesus today. We are excited to have you join our extended online church family. If you would like further information or wish to access more content, please connect with us on our Live City Church Facebook page or visit us at livecitychurch.com. Powerful, eh? It's uh, what a morning. And I uh, want, yeah, we're singing what a powerful name. And I think that's just one thing that kept resonating uh, in my mind and my heart all morning was power, power. And I'm, and I'm sitting, uh, standing over here and just, just worshiping God. And I could just sense His power there. And what I've got to preach on this morning, uh, we, we need His power. Yeah. I tell you, we need, we need to put our trust and, and all of our strength in Him. I'm there and, I, and we, we, we're singing these songs and we're worshipping God. And my, my heart started to break as, as I started to see uh, people uh, in this church with broken hearts. People that are, that are even here today that, that are, are singing out to God yet in their, their hearts are hearts. They're struggling to, to actually touch him, to actually touch the heart of God, to come into his presence and for God to work in, and, and bring change in their heart. You know, for you today, and there's many of us, that there's going to be a breakthrough today. The power of God is here. I really believe that the power of God is here today to do good and to bring change and to start to ring the bells of freedom in some people's life in areas that you've been struggling with for ages. I tell you, this week has been a shocking week for me. At the start of the week, I, 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 I'm out Fernvale, I'm knocking on doors and, and we, we're casting demons out of houses and leading people to Christ. And as soon as it's over, I walk out and I get a phone call. Pete, your nephew's just committed suicide. He's just hung himself. Oh, I tell you. And then I've got to preach this weekend. It was a hit. It was a worry and it was a care. And I'll tell you what, it's a more of a worry and a care for my sister as she goes to bury her, her last son. She had another son that committed suicide five years ago. Her family's gone. I started to think of the worries and the the cares that we have. Each one of us, there's not one of us here that doesn't have a a care or worry. Why would Jesus bring it up? Why would he talk about it in his word? Each one of us. I think of a, it's just our lives full of cares, yeah? And the cares that we have rob us of the joy that God wants us to have. I put a, I changed my profile picture recently. And, and um, I don't know what it was, but it was an old photo of me, but I, I thought I looked quite happy there. I was with Marie, but it's like, you know, I had brown hair then. <laughs> and I'd meet people and they'd look at me and you look a bit different to your, your profile picture. And so I thought, okay, I've got to change my profile picture. So I changed my picture and, and, and I put it up on new picture on Facebook. And I'm on the uh, beach down in uh, uh, Crescent Head in New South Wales over Christmas time visiting my brother and, and having a surf. I tell you, it's a beautiful part of the country and the waves are, are fantastic. <laughs> anyway, I was on the beach and uh, I got my glasses and I twisted them sideways on, the he- on my head and, and, and pulled a head on the, on the photo and my brother took a picture. And so I put it up on Facebook. And then I got, <laughs> I got a comment. This is the Pete I know. And I started to think about it, you know. Yeah, that's, that's right. 
I'd lost my joy through circumstances and that, that I'd faced in life. And, and these friends could see uh, what I had been going through. People at church might have even, well, I know people in church uh, saw how I was, that my countenance was down. That, that, that the joy wasn't on my face anymore because of the things that I was facing, the concerns that I have, the, the worries that, I, that were going on in my life. And it wasn't until I had the, the, the breakthrough that the joy and the excitement of serving God started to come back into my life. And so when this person saw my picture and commented on it and said, that's the Pete I know. God started to speak to my heart. And then he started to speak to me through other people. Your joy's coming back. You're going to, it's, it's coming back. Uh, you're returning, brother. You're returning. I tell you, things started to uh, wind up in my heart again. I was like a, a little wind-up toy, you know. <laughs> I started to get excited again about the things of God. And I tell you, through it all, I needed the help of friends. I needed people to, to walk the journey with me. A lot of people don't have others to walk. I'm going to get to my message soon. <laughs> a lot of people don't have people to walk the journey with them. Sometimes they feel alone. I'm looking at the church uh, today. I'm looking at empty seats. I'm looking at the, 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 the number of empty seats there and just picturing and remembering those that used to sit in them. Where are they? You see that... Their cares got too big for them. Their worries got too big for them. But can I ask the question? I want to challenge you. Where were you? Where were you? Because you would have seen on their face the, 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 the hurts and the struggles that they were going through. Yeah, what did you do about it? Yeah? I don't want to be like that. I really don't. I don't want anyone else to go. I don't want anyone else to leave, leave the, the, the church. And too many people uh, leave before God tells them to. Yeah, I know that. When I was going through these problems, these issues, I was, oh, God, open the door, I'm out of here. I want to go. Gus knows this. Gus and Sel know, I've met with Gus and Sel. But God didn't tell me to go. And that's the difference. If God tells you to go, you go. You've got to be obedient to God. And we were speaking about love and obedience this morning. And if God tells you to go, then you must move on you must, because he's taking you to the next level. But if he has not clearly spoken to you, stay where you are. Don't, 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 don't move on. Wait until it's clear, yeah? Wait until it's clear. You know, there's a number of guys in the Bible uh, uh, that went through anxieties and stress and pre pressure and that in their, in their life. And Paul, he spoke about the cares of ministry. He said that many times that he'd faced uh, perils of the water, perils from robbers, uh, uh, perils from his own countrymen, perils from the heathen. <laughs> I like that, perils from the heathen there. I was, a, I was, a, <laughs> I was with, a, with a, a, a person just the last couple of weeks. And they go, oh, that's not a way the Christian would carry on. Have you heard of that? Oh, that's not the way a Christian would act. And say, so, uh, I'm sick of hearing it. <laughs> Pete, oh, the world's out there and they keep judging it. And so this person said to me, oh, Pete, the... Uh, could I make you a cup of tea? Would you like a cup of tea? I went, that's not the way a heathen would carry on. <laughs> a heathen wouldn't do that. That's not a good, good way for a heathen to carry on. <laughs> and so I sort of held the mirror up in their face. And then they, uh, oh, sorry, I shouldn't be picking on, on your face. And so he was in, 
in uh, perils from the heathens. He was in perils from, uh, the, in the, of the city, in the wilderness, perils of the sea, and in perils among false brethren. There was many times that he was uh, 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 alone, he was weary, he was in pain, he was cold and shivering because he had not enough clothes to wear. This guy faced it all, yet through it all, he learned the secret, uh, not to, 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 he learned the secret to cast his cares and his worries and his concerns on God. Where we haven't learned, we're, we're in the process of learning it. Paul knew how to do it. David is another character as well. And David says this, My soul is in deep anguish. And I tell you, this is a good representation of a, a lot of people in church today. I've just come out of this. And this was my prayer as well. And he says in Psalm 6, he says, My soul is deep in anguish. How long, God? God, How long? What are you saying? How much longer do I have to go through this rubbish? I just wish it would end now. And you know, the same thing was with my, my, my nephew. He never knew God. He had everything going for him. He had 600 grand in the bank, four properties. He, he had a thriving business. Yet he, his marriage was, he was unhappy in his marriage. He was trying to pull things together. But he didn't know God. He had no one to cast his cares on. It was an easy way out for him. David goes on to say, when anxiety was great within me, he says, your consolation or your comfort brought me joy. David eventually found the secret. Bring it to God. To come into God because that's where the, the God of this universe, the God that we serve, the God who loves us, is the God who's going to comfort us. Amen. That no matter what your life, no, no matter what your lot in life is, it brings its shares of cares and anxieties, yeah? It brings its shares of worries. I, I think of mums. I think of the mothers. The cares that, that, that you guys have, the running in the household, the ch raising the children, the, the, the budgeting, the, there's so many cares that the, that, that the mother has. And then there's the father, the old man, you know, he, he, he's dad, he's got the cares of, of heading out there and, and, and getting a job and, and being in peak hour traffic, all stressed out and then coming home in the peak hour and, and then, then uh, uh, the wife just downloading on him when he gets home, he's got all these worries and cares as well. And it's just a, like, a, uh, like a pressure cooker. <laughs> There's you. What about the youth? The, the cares of, the, of the, our young people. Oh, I've got to get good grades. I've got to do, do good at school. Oh, the image. <laughs> oh, honestly. The, the, I've got to look good. I don't look good enough. What are, what are they saying? I'm not beautiful. Hmm. So they have these worries. and You're beautiful, brother. <laughs> What else is on the youth there? All the clothes, yeah. I'm not pretty enough. And, and, and oh, yeah, uni. I'm not smart enough. I need the best grades. There's all these worries and concerns. Or, and often it, it turns to drink. No, I can vouch for that. So we turn to the booze in our teenage years and we, we think, well, here's an answer, but it's only a temporary fix. Let's go off club and let's go, go hit the booze and, 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 and let's forget all of our troubles. Let's forget everything that's happened and it'll be fantastic. Sure, it is for a moment. 
And until you wake up in the morning, your troubles are compounded by the thumping head that you got. And if you're a churchgoer and you had a Saturday night at the club, if you're here this morning and you've got a bit of a hangover, (laughs) then I think, yeah, you know, it's not comfortable. It wouldn't be comfortable for you. And that's not the answer. Yeah, we look, get around, we're looking for the answers in all the wrong places, eh? Yeah, answer's found in Jesus. It's found in God. It's found in God. Well, what about the pressure of finding a partner for the young ones? Who, who married here? Who can remember what that was like? No one? <laughs> oh, I remember trying, trying... Oh, yeah, you, I know your story, brother. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. I remember with Marie, you know, I chased Marie from the time I was uh, 13. Actually stole her father's car to, and <laughs> that's how we ended up meeting. But I chased her for years. I chased her year after year and she, she dumped me, got rid of me and we'd get back together and she dumped me, got rid of me, got rid of me, uh, dumped me, got rid of me. I'll get rid of her boyfriends one by one. <laughs> and then we eventually, we got together. Through circumstances, if you want to know about it, I'll share with you privately. <laughs> but it was a pressure for me not having the girl that I loved, the girl that I wanted to be with, chasing a, a, a wife, someone to spend the rest of my life with. It, and it, it was a worry, it was a concern. So I know that you young ones, you have these worries and concerns of finding a, a woman. But you know, let God choose that person for you. Bring, bring it to him. It's a worry to you. It's a concern. Bring it to God because he wants to hear your concerns. Yeah, he got a, he got a woman there for you. He got a man there for you. Just be patient. <laughs> <laughs> you know that even the world, uh, with the, the pressures that are on people today, they've even wrote songs about it, eh? I don't know if you young ones remember. A lot of us remember Johnny Farnham. Maybe I should get Mark to come out and sing this one. <laughs> Mark's like the, the, the best singer in, 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 in Live City Church. I love it. I, lo- I love it, Mark. Oh, he is. Amen. But it's, it's, it's Johnny Farnham, and he wrote this song, I Take the Pressure Down. You see, he was singing songs about the pressure that people were under. You listen to these words. Uh, it's that... Yeah. Oh. I gotta clear the throat. <laughs> okay, it goes. Set the wheels in motion. Watch them turn around. I wanna sail across the ocean. I've grown weary of this town. It's like I feel like I'm doing karaoke. <laughs> But you, you hear him, he, he says, set the wheels in motion and watch them turning around. I want to sail across the ocean. I want to get away from it. I've grown weary of it. Take the pressure down. And that's a cry in our hearts. God, take the pressure down. I can't handle this anymore. I can't handle it. Because I feel like it's, ri- I feel it's rising like a storm. Take hold of the wheel and turn them around. There's a responsibility that's upon each one of us to do something about the things that we face in life that bring pressure onto us. We can do something. The first thing we can do is take it to God. 
You need to take it to God. I won't sing the rest of the song for you. I sometimes question uh, in life, are we advancing? Are we, uh, are we advancing as a society or we, are we, 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 we regressing? Is that the word? Yeah. Going backwards. You see, <coughs> we, we, are, we live, uh, we work hard for, for 50 weeks of the year and we slog our guts out. Only to look forward to holidays. Yeah, who likes the holidays? Who looks forward to the holidays? We all do, yeah. And, 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 and then we, we look forward to loading up the, the trailer and, and heading off for two weeks to go camping. So we go camp, hook the trailer up, take off to the beach and sit on the beach in a, in a, a layback chair just fishing on the beach and catching fish and dragging them in. And, and then take that, that fish and cook it over an open fire. And we sit there and go, oh, this is living. Yeah, this is living just to get away. Just to, to, to get away from the work. You know that the, the prehistoric man, that's all he ever did. He, he worked his whole life hunting and fishing, gathering, cooking his meals open and open fire, and we feel sorry for him. Time out is good. If you're facing pressures... If your pressures are getting on top of you, I'd give you some advice. Take some time out. Get away. Find yourself again. Find God in your situation. I did it. I went down to Crescent Head in New South Wales, went surfing. I love surfing. Had a week down there. It was the best thing I ever did. It reconnected me back to God because it all uh, become about me. It started to become about me. I actually, and Paul, Paul won't mind me sharing this, but I went to Paul and with the issues and that, that I was going through and basically said to him, you know, I thought you cared. I thought you loved me. Where were you? Not realising that he's going through a lot in his own life too. He's facing problems. And don't we, 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 we tend to do that a lot, don't we? We, 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 we go and dump our, our concerns, our worries, our, our cares on others. And that's not wrong. But be careful on how you do it. Be careful on on what your attitude is behind it. Or have a right attitude when you go and share your cares and your concerns and your worries with others. So what are we to do with our cares? The Bible says, 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, Cast all your anxieties or cast all your cares or cast all your worries upon him for he cares for you. Now, to cast means to forcibly throw in a specific direction, at a specific target. For us to do that, when he, he said, oh, sorry, sorry, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. So Peter tells us to force, forcibly throw our cares on our mates, on our pastor, on, our, on those around us? No, no. It says... On him. Who's him? It's God. We're to cast all of our cares on God. Now I love the story of Hannah. Hannah was Samuel's uh, mum. And here's Hannah. Uh, she's in a culture that she had to share a husband uh, with another woman. And uh, she suffered under a cultural curse of, of not being able to, to bear uh, uh, children. Uh, 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 and the other wife, what was it, Penina? 
she was jealous of, of the love that, that uh, uh, the, the, the husband was showing uh, to Hannah. And so she used to provoke Hannah over her barrenness and uh, it was very uncomfortable for her and it would have been a lot of worries and concerns for her. Uh, the heavy care that she had, the cares that she had was too much for her to bear. And uh, even her, her uh, husband, it seemed to ca- cause like a, a bit of a rift between the husband and Hannah when he was crying. And, 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 and he says to her, what are you crying for? What are you, what are you upset about? Why, why aren't you eating? You know, <laughs> like typical husband, you know, I don't know enough. <laughs> that was how he was like, what, he was, what, what this situation was like. And it was like a bit of a rift, but I don't know enough. What do you keep? What, what are you worried about? What do you? What do you? What are your cares about? Why are you crying? Eat something, will you? No, she wouldn't. As we read, they went to Shiloh. If you read the story, and they end up going to Shiloh, and she was worshiping uh, the, the the heartache that she was going through, the worries that she was going through, just become so big for her that she couldn't handle it anymore. And she she's there, and she, she's under so much pressure in her life, and as she's, she's moving her mouth and nothing's coming out, yet she's pouring her heart out to God, and, and Eli comes along and he says, woman, what are you doing drinking? You shouldn't be drinking, you're drunk. Hey, listen here, mate, I'm not drunk at all. He says, I'm pouring my heart out to God here. You know, as She says, I'm not drunk, and I'm a woman with a sorrowful heart, and I've poured out my soul unto God. Note that when she cast her cares upon her husband, there was no answers. But it was at this point when she cast her cares uh, upon, to the, on the Lord, and someone heard her, or someone saw her, and mistook it at the start. But when he realized what was going on, gave her some good advice. And said that, 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 that you will have a child. Your, your prayers have been answered. And she took that, that advice from, a, from Eli the priest. And she ran with it. She took it to heart. And it started to bring joy, a joy uh, back into her life. And sometimes we're overwhelmed by our cares. And we need others to look into our situation and give us advice. Or, or stand in the gap for us, so to speak. And, and take our prayers to God. For me, I was at... The end of it. I, I, I couldn't. I didn't even know what to pray. Honestly, my friends come around me and said, Pete, we can see your situation. Uh, step aside and let us start praying for you. They took up the battle. They took up the fight for us. How interesting is that? That I'm still standing here today. Where are they? Are we willing to stand in the gap for these seats? For those that are gone, are we willing to encourage and bring them back to their faith? I'm amazed at the amount of doors that I knock on through the week, and I probably knock on 30, 40 doors a, a, a week, that the amount of backslidden Christians that are behind the doors of these homes, ones that have been in church before, but are left, and it's always the same old story. They've been offended. It hasn't worked out. No one helped me with, no one cares, no one worries about me. I'm always just stand there, no one notices me. I don't want to be in church anymore. It's the same story every time. 
I come walking in here, Gus, saw, Gus and Sally saw my face was down. Gus took the time out. Pete, I'm going to meet with you this week for coffee. <laughs> and so we, we went along to, to McDonald's at uh, Springfield, the new, new store down there. And we were sitting, you like that one? Are you, are you working? Oh, okay. We go, we go there every Sunday morning, you should. Sorry, well, that's not happening. Anyway, we're at McDonald's with Gus. And, and, and Gus come in and, he, and I started to share what was going on. He knew some of the story. Uh, Sal knew all of the story. Um, some of the leaders knew the story as well of what was happening, what we were going through as a husband and wife, Marie and I. And you know what? Gus got me to turn the situation from myself and, and blaming everyone else back on the God. And I tell you, this man, he didn't care who was in McDonald's that saw him that day. Then he started to bring it. He said, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bring this situation to you, Father. We pray for breakthrough. And, and he was loud. He was loud. And there he was forcibly throwing and casting my cares on God. Two hours after that prayer, a time where I'd been going through for, for two or three months, worrying, wondering, hoping God changed my situation because of a man who decided, I'll take time out, I'll encourage Pete, and I'll throw his cares on God. Once that was done, like Hannah, the joy started to return. The prayer was answered within two hours. I'm on the phone to Gus, Gus, you would not believe what happened. Two hours. God, turn that whole situation around. You're facing stuff today. He cares for you. Sometimes you'll feel alone in your sorrow, yeah? Just know, he cares for you. Notice how Satan, he plays these mind games with our head. Oh, you're all alone, no one cares. Poke, poke. <laughs> he does, he keeps attacking us and attacking us until we get to a point where we start to believe it. Hey, the enemy will play games with your head. He gets in there. That's his battleground. That's the only place he can attack you in your mind. That's why God encourages us to guard our mind. Yeah, helmet of salvation. Don't let him in. Don't let him uh, accuse you or, or make you feel like you're worthless because you're not. You're, in a, you're here now and you're sitting in that seat and you, uh, there's a God out there who loves you and cares about every single thing that you're going through at the moment. And he wants to deal with that in your life today. He wants to bring a breakthrough in your life today. You know Elijah. He's Elijah. Ooh, I'm feeling all alone. <laughs> I'll tell you, <laughs> he's not alone, is he? I think mean, he's saying he's feeling alone, but he's not alone in what he's doing. There's others of us that feel like that. He's had this mighty victory. All the prophets of Baal, you know, he, he, you take your sacrifice, I'll just let mine moo over there for a little while. And, and so they're calling on the God and they're slashing their arms and they're sticking themselves with spears, uh, uh, calling on the God to consume their sacrifice. Nothing happens. And then Elijah says, okay, we'll do mine. He chops his up and he makes a moat and <laughs> fills it with water, chucks the timber and everything in there and chucks his sacrifice in there, calls upon God. <laughs> she burnt. He's, God answers him straight away. And long story short, he wipes out the, the prophets and then he finds himself on the, on a, on the mountain running from a, a woman who's threatened to kill him. And he is sitting on that mountain. And this is what he prayed. Elijah was afraid. He ran for his life. 
when he came to Bathsheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat under it and prayed that he might die. Ooh. Elijah, if Elijah can get to that point, how much for us? How much do we need each other that we're not alone in this journey, that we're not alone in our walk, but we walk it, the journey together with each other? He says that, and he prayed that I might die. I've had enough. He said, take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. You know, how do we know that he really cares? How, how do we know that God really cares? Because a lot of us view uh, God in a different light. You know, some of us see him as a policeman, as a, uh, someone there with a big stick ready to whack us over the back for everything we do wrong. You know, others see God as a, as, as a grandfather, as someone there who just cares so much for us and wants to cradle us and, and meet all of our needs. But the truth of it is, is that he does care. And I know that a number of us here, and myself included, have father concerns because of the way that we were brought up and the way that we view fathers in general. And it sort of reflects on our heavenly father. But I want to say to you today, if you're in that category, that he loves you. He does care for you. Jesus was constantly telling his disciples that the, the Father cares for them. Father sees that the birds are fed. He, the Father sees that the colours are, are throughout the fields. I was sitting on the beach this week with Paul Pardidi down the coast. He actually went for a surf and stood up for the first time. 50-year-old learned how to surf. Well done. And he looked at the ocean and he turned to me and he says, Pete, how good is this playground that God's given us. This entire playground. And he hasn't said it's just for you or you, but it's for the poor. It's for the rich. It's for the kids. It's for the young. It's for the old. It's for everyone to enjoy. And God has given us so much too. He's given us so much. And if he does, if he sees the needs of the birds and he cares for them, how much more... Would he care for his own children? Yeah? You know, I used to sing a song and I would have loved to have sang it this morning. And I'm not going to. And it was a song that we, we, we sang a number of years ago. I'm not sure we've even sung it in this church at all. We sing it in the islands quite a lot. And it's called, He Knows My Name. He says, He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls. And he hears me when I call. He knows my name. He knows your name. He sees each tear and he has seen each tear that you've cried. Each tear that, 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 that when you've come in your anguish and your heartache and your sorrows, he's seen those tears fall. He understands what you're going through. Sometimes we feel like he's not there and that he's not alone, but he is. 
He sees each tear that falls and he hears me when I call. There's a God out there who's, who's waiting to hear from you. He's waiting to hear from you. And today, if you could cast your cares upon him, your worries and your concerns and, be, and see him as, a, as a, a father who actually cares, a father who wants to help, a father that wants to see a breakthrough in your life today, then do it. Cast it on him. See that in him today that he can do it. I want to pray for some people today. And I know that there's many here who have cares, that have worries, that have concerns. And you do not see the breakthrough. You, you, you're thinking, how do I get through this? You know, prayers and God, bring it to Him. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares upon Him because He cares for you. Paul said in Romans 12, that this is how God showed just how much He cares. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, along with Jesus, graciously give us all things? You have a need today, you have a worry. As we sing, if I could ask the, the band to come forward, I'd love for you to come forward. But before I do that, if the band could come forward, I know most people here, Today, there's a couple that I don't know. And um, maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you haven't got that relationship with him that you desire to know the God of this universe, the God that we've been speaking about this morning. But you want to. I'd invite you, as we sing, to come down the front with others as well who would come forward. And we'd love to lead you in a prayer and introduce you to Jesus. Amen. Can we stand and sing? And if you want prayer, if God has spoken to you this morning, you have something heavy on your heart, I'd ask you to come forward and cast it upon Him. Amen. Thank you for joining Life City Church. And we hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. If this ministry has made an impact on your life, we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us a line and share your story at thanks at livecitychurch.com or email us your prayer needs at prayer at livecitychurch.com. We'd love to connect with you and hear more about your story. If you love the ministry of Live City Church, you can make a financial gift to help us spread the good news of Jesus by going to livecitychurch.com and clicking the giving tab. We hope today's message has spoken into your life and look forward to your next visit.